Welcome to the Leader Manager Coach Podcast, your weekly podcast where we take a deep dive examining knowledge, philosophies, wisdom, and insights to help you to lead, manage, and coach in football, sports, and life. Leader Manager Coach is presented by Rob Riles. Rob is a qualified coach with a League Managers Association qualification and a science and medicine background. He has worked in the football industry in Europe, USA, and Africa at international, premiership, league, non-league, and grassroots levels with World Cup and European Championship experience. Hello and welcome to another edition of Lead and Manager Coach. Rob Riles here with another episode and today I'm really, really excited to be talking about this subject. I'll give you a little bit of backstory behind it. Um, We were at St George's Park with an England squad um, a number of years ago and it was a particularly busy time. At the venue, there was various other teams and sporting organisations taking advantage of the of the facilities there. And one of them was the um, England senior men with the rugby. And at the time, Stuart Lancaster was the head coach. And it was interesting. In fact, it was amazingly interesting to have a little bit of insight into how the... England senior men trained and some of their strategies so it was a great learning experience although we weren't invited directly in we did manage to observe them in the gym and cross paths with them numerous times during the stay at St George's Park and one particular evening um, Stuart and a number of his coaches were having a having a meeting and uh, after the meeting they uh, invited us to have a chat with him and it was really really amazing to get that close to elite coaches from another sport um Joey Joey Barton and his podcast The Edge was talking to Danny Cipriani um, strangely enough Cipriani was talking about his time at Wasps when he had I think it was Warren Gatland Sean Edwards from Rugby League and another coach, please excuse me, I can't remember who that was, but he said it was just unbelievable how the culture environment of Wasps rugby at that time was such such a learning environment because of those three characters, essentially. And, you know, that's something that I can really relate to. And yes, it was a real privilege to, coming back to, to St George's Park, the story behind this podcast, to spend a little bit of time with Stuart Lancaster and... Um, listen to what he'd got to say and he um extrapolated on various things but there were i went and did a little bit of research and um there was um something that uh, i think it was an article that was written and it was about 2013 and what i'm going to cover today are 30 it's <laughs> hopefully i'll get through all of them i'll rattle through them and uh, just maybe give you an insight into it so that you can go and research it yourself. But I've got 30, in fact, there's more than 30, so I'm not quite sure why. Maybe I've um, increased the number myself. There's 30 cultural and leadership lessons. This is just gold. This is absolute gold. So 30 cultural and leadership lessons from Stuart Lancaster. Um, The title was Building and Accelerating Development of Long-Term High-Performance Teams. Wow. Building and Accelerating two separate things and not only are you you building it you're accelerating the development of long term so you're in it for the long haul 
high performance teams. Wow. 30 cultural leadership lessons. Okay, number one, not mine, these are Stuart's. Number one, have a plan. Plan for the troughs, plan for the peaks. Number two, prepare, prepare for the good and the bad. Now, I can't get away from relating to Jordan Peterson on this, who talks about building your arc, building your strength for times of adversity, because they will come, as Peterson reminds us. There's a reference there to Bill Walsh, the um, San Francisco 49ers coach. Um, so that might be a little, a little something to look at. Um, number three, profile your team. So know your players, know what you want, know what your vision is and what your starting point is. Number four, work back from the end point. That to me relates to Stephen Covey, begin with the end in mind. So I think we all do it subconsciously, but sometimes I think we need to do it consciously and bring it to the pen and paper stage where we think, right, what is the end result? What does the end result look like? And I remember Steve Rutter drilling that into us as coaches, into coaches on A-license courses, talking about, Look, if you're talking to your players, what do you want it to look like? Because if you don't know what you want it to look like, how on earth are you going to get your players to know what they what you want it to look like? So you have to know what the end point is. Okay, number five, culture before performance. I absolutely love it. This is a massive reference back to the legacy book, back to sweeping the sheds. Get your culture right before your performance. You can go out and you can have a great performance. You can have two or three great games on the bounce. But if you have got a rotten culture underneath, you will fall. You know, build your foundation on stone. Don't build it on sand. And as, as Lancaster refers to, he says, it will sustain and underpin you. It's marvellous stuff. Number six, get the right team with you. So, you know, spend your time getting your mastermind group together. Now, uh, I don't apologise for referring back to Shanks and him getting Bob and Ruben and, you know, Roy Evans and everybody else who, who, who sustained the great Liverpool team. And, you know, get your team behind you. Be ruthless, choose the right people, give them accountability and responsibility. Seven, relationships. You know, build strong relationships, build trust. It goes without saying, we don't need to extrapolate on that too much more. Number eight, meet the difficult situations head on. This is a great one. Have the difficult conversations. You know, take a breath, pick the phone up, ask people to meet you, talk about it, be brief, use the right words, be kind and get it done. Number nine, balance. And he talks about the balance between, and I love this, I didn't even know, I didn't even know that Stuart had this, but I've just come, I've just realized that he's got leadership management and coaching in 33.3% increments. So 30, a third of your time leadership, a third of your time management and a third of your time coaching. So maybe we're on the right track with leader, leader, manager, coach. Number 10, credibility as a coach, develop and earn it. You don't go and do a badge and then become an amazing coach. You don't just get in a car, pass your driving test after six weeks and become a great driver. It is a process. You know, he talks about things like uh, scaling yourself or, or giving yourself a little bit of a judgment on a 0 to 100 scale and, and working on where you are. Honing yourself as a coach, okay? Becoming technically savvy. We all need to know the technical sides of the game and the tactical sides of the game. Watch your voice, have self-belief, be good at relationships, be in, show integrity, be optimistic. 
Make sure it's about the players, not about you. Reinforce the good things, the good behaviour. And make sure your coaching philosophy is demonstrated in your actions because you will be seen through. If not, know what your standards are and stick to them. Number 11, coach well. Show game understanding, show technical understanding, plan, do and review. Number 12, help players find their voice, i.e. develop leaders, get buy-in, get them to feel part of the process, give them some responsibility. You know, you create a team of six or seven leaders on the pitch, your job as a manager will become ultimately easier. 13, environment shapes behaviour. Create the right environment. Even if you haven't got pots of money and got, got world-class facilities, there are so many examples of great teams that have come out of environments that you would not consider to be, for want of a better word, wealthy environments. It's not about, it's not about that. It's about the people and the culture. We all know that financial stability and, and great, great facilities and kit and, and, and all that goes towards success. But before that, you know, you talk to many managers, you'll say that um, they've all mucked in and sorted the strip out and, and, and paid for medical kit when there was no money and things like that. So, yeah, environment shapes behavior. 14, live the leadership. So show your values in your behavior. Don't say one thing and do another. 15, inspire players to work hard. Help them to buddy up. Help them to have accountability with their teammates. 16, make decisions. Be brave, make decisions. It's what you're going to be paid for. 17, have an understanding of the financial and commercial dynamic. So I don't think he's saying micromanage the chairman or get too heavily involved in financial transactions but he's saying that naivety in commercial and di and financial dynamic is not a recipe for success 18 manage up and feedback this is one of tony pulis's great great messages that his most important relationship in a football club is with the chairman because ultimately the chairman's his boss and the chairman employs him and if he has a great relationship as he often alludes to with the coach family at Stoke City. He says that that is a real key thing to success and treat them as you would want to be treated yourself as an employer and uh, feedback the necessary. Uh, get close to the media and have them on your side. It helps rather than battling the media every step of the way. 19, teach connection and community. So involve people, involve the community. Don't make it too closed door scenario. Um, in terms of the general running of the club. Allow people who are contributors, supporters, to feel that they're part of the community. 20. Understand the power of why. You know, um, I think it was um, a great philosopher or a great author who said, you know, um, anybody can do anything when their why is big enough. Um, so, yeah, whys are inspiring you know, your environment, having dream boards, um, getting getting people to talk about what their, what their personal ambitions are and personal dreams and what drives them. Um, you know, players will often, and people will do more things for a, for a cause than they will do for themselves. So make sure you bring that out, whether it's, you know, getting people 
together and creating this this close-knit band of brothers or sisters, you know, dying for the shirt, um, the, the legacy of the of the All Blacks shirt and um, the willingness to sacrifice for the greater good and, the, and a bigger cause. 21. Win in the here and now and build for the future. So you need to concentrate on the next game. How many times do you hear managers saying, listen, it's about the next game, players saying it's about the next game? Because it really is about the next game. Because if you win the next game everybody's mindset changes. It changes the whole the whole vista. Everything seems to be slightly different after a victory and you can build on that and work from that. So you need, it's no good having a great vision for the future if you're losing game after game after game after game. It's often about doing both at the same time. So creating a vision for the future, creating um, the vision, yeah, the vision so that everybody gets buying, but at the same time, ensuring that you do what needs to be done at this moment. 22, stay connected under pressure, connected with your with your allies, connected with your key relationships, because you will get put under pressure if you work in any, any environment, especially if it's professional. 23, channel the pain of losing. That's a great one, isn't it? How many times do people lose days and weeks, maybe months, because they've lost? They may have suffered a devastating defeat after uh, after working hard for weeks and weeks and months, or even an Olympic athlete who works for four years and then maybe suffers an injury the day before their last performance, um, which scuppers their chance of any medal. So it's almost like it can feel like in the blunt, cold light of day, four years down the drain. It isn't, but that's how it can feel. Um, so it's important to kind of have a thought process prior, I believe, and, I'm, and I'm, I think that's what Lancaster's saying, to channel the pain of losing, because you will lose at some point. 24, ignore the sideshow. Stay focused. Razzmatazz and cup final tickets. I remember reading Roy Keane's book and he talks about having a stinker of a game in a cup final for Manchester United because he felt so weak, so worn out. And so by the time the game came, he was just frazzled with sorting tickets out and making sure his family were looked after, etc., etc. Great message. 25, take time for yourself. You know, you need to be away, shut the door, be able to think clearly, be able to have R&R, some recreation time because you need to stay well yourself. 26, see the bigger picture. So as a leader, you need to be the one who is detached, the one who is outside outside the arena as well as inside the arena and have that ability to make decisions. And if you're too, too much involved um, and with an inability to, to detach, then your decision-making may be flawed. Plan well. I think that this links very, very nicely with the previous one. It's that time away, it's that pen and paper time, think and ink, as people sometimes say, for you to be able to consider, to plan and um, work out how you're going to execute your plan as the person with the, with the responsibility to drive that vision forward. 28, keep people focused and keep people on track. I think this comes under the management side, doesn't it? There will be people who maybe need some disciplinary input who needs some something akin to personal counselling or, or an ear. Um, because there are as many reasons that people go on track uh, off track as, as there are, you know, people in the world really, because people have people are people and human beings have challenges and human beings have 
psychological issues and, and, and health, health issues and family issues, etc., that have an impact on on the way they perform. You know, mensana incorpore sano, as they say, which is you know, healthy mind, healthy body. It's if you've got a healthy mind, you have a you are likely to be able to have a healthy body and vice versa. You know, it's not an exact, but I think we know what we're talking about. So helping keep to keep people on track. 29, earn respect with your conduct. Goes without saying, doesn't it? If you are saying one thing and doing another and you are talking about acting like this and getting to bed on time to have eight hours sleep and eating a great diet and that's not what you're representing, obviously not doing, then the respect that your peers and players and colleagues will have for you will will diminish. Number 30, connect the pathway and the team. I think this is a great part of leadership and it's almost bringing everything together. So it's bringing the individual people, the individual players, the individuals together and melding them into a team, but at the same time, joining them and that and that unit as a team with all those individuals in to the pathway so getting them to see what the end result is or the end goal and at the same time giving them an idea of what the pathway is so there's not loads of surprises on the way so they can prepare give them some responsibility you know share what needs to be shared so it's not a Right, do this, do that, do the other. We've already talked about this where the culture often, especially especially in football, has been, you know, the manager's got his little office and maybe he's got his two team, his two buddies in there, his coach and his assistant manager, and he keeps the door shut and it's a closed book and it's they march out onto the training ground and say, right, we're doing this, this, this and this, and then the players go and do it and then they go home. And they turn up the next day and say, right, we're doing this, 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 and then the players turn up and go home. And then the opposite is where you've got a manager and his team and they will sit down with the players and say, look, guys, this is what we're looking to do. This is what we're looking to, for you to take on. And this is, this is, the, this is what we are aiming, aiming to do. And um, we, we'd, uh, we want you to develop. We want you to come with us. And um, we want you to take this on board. This is what we're looking like for the next month. This is what it looks like for the next three months. And this is where we're hoping to be at the end of the year. So that's what it's going to involve. It gives them time to, to process Things it gives them the players time to process and, and work out and uh, get themselves on board. And also, you'll find out the people who don't want to be on board. And it's um, a lot, a lot. There's a lot more clarity about who who to take along after a short period of time with that kind of approach, in my opinion. Thirty-one. I said there was one thirty. Develop great coaches. This is a great one, isn't it? Develop great coaches. You know, um, nobody can do it on their own. Um, none of us have got enough time, enough energy, enough attributes. Um, better together it's um, all about the mastermind group as far as I'm concerned I'm one of those people who's guilty of um, trying to do everything trying to do too much take it all on do it myself you know felt like I could only trust myself and you know get frazzled and worn out and overwhelmed and not enough sleep and you know I've got to do this got to do that instead of you know taking a step back asking questions help asking people to come and help and and trusting people and, and not micromanaging them so Develop great coaches, allow them to make mistakes, allow them to be themselves and, and trust them um, so that you can create a great, you know, a great mastermind team. You may actually have better coaches than you are yourselves. I'm sure that's possibly true and what a great position to be in. You know, Fergie talks about that a lot in his time at United. 
he said, you know, I had some amazing, amazing coaches. And yeah, he was always at training. He was always standing there. He was eyeballing, watching what was going on. Sure, he would input if he needed to. Um, but he had great coaches. 32, love this. Serve the community. What would football be like? What would your sport be like? What would your endeavour be like if nobody else was interested? So there you are battling away, struggling away, working hard day after day, going out, getting ready, getting your best kit on for the for match day performance. And you walk out onto your arena, into your arena, into your boardroom, wherever you do your stuff, whether it's business or sport or football, whatever it is. And nobody else is there apart from the people who are involved. It, it wouldn't have a life. It, it would not have any legs. You know, it's all about the people around. So make sure that your mantra is to serve so that you give value and it's inviting those people to be part of the club in the right way. And I think it's a great thing for, for players um, and for people in privileged positions, which we see a lot of, let's, let's, let's be fair about that, going out and doing good things and showing people that there is heart and there is um, for love, for a want of a better word, that can be shared rather than just um, the often media portrayed greed, especially a professional professional sportsman, which, you know, I think there's a bias often towards that. So, yes, yeah, serve the community. 33, enjoy the moments. This is a biggie too. 33, enjoy the moments because if I think the older you get, the more you look back at life. And, you know, it's the great times, the successes, they don't come along all the time and it's important to celebrate them and celebrate them well with the right people, but then move on. You know, Roy Keane talks about it, moving on. You know, Kenny Swain used to talk about it with the England boys, move on. Listen, we've won the game. Let's move on. Enjoy it. And it's right. It's right. So, but, you know, it's, it's also important to say, you know what? We've worked hard. We've, we've done well. We did this, we did that, you know, let's let's take let's take a minute and, and just um, give ourselves a pat on the back and then with the right attitude, get ready to move on when the time's appropriate. 34, love this one as well. There are no little things. There are no little things. There's no such thing as a little thing. You know, you often, it's, it's kind of the, who's the most important person in the organisation, the chief executive or the, um, the cleaning lady? Well, I think if the chief executive didn't turn up for a couple of days, most people wouldn't notice. But if the cleaning lady doesn't turn up for a day and doesn't empty the bins and, and, and clean the sanitary areas and the, the bathrooms, um, I think people start to complain pretty quickly. So make sure we're not in that frame of mind of thinking about, oh, it doesn't matter. It does matter. You know, how many times have you come across somebody who's walked across your path and you've held a door open for them and they've maybe they've been in a rush. Maybe they've had a, a really challenging day and they're just their mind isn't on it and they've walked through and they haven't said thank you and you, you know if you're, you you thought you know what they haven't even said thank you and then you get a bit wound up because that person hasn't said two words to you so you know let's remember that there are no little things if the physiotherapist with your squad or the secretary with your business forgets to bring their pen along or forgets to bring one simple plaster or the physiotherapist and it's needed it's only a little thing but does it matter at the time? Absolutely, it matters. So everything you do matters. So let's take that on board. It's a great one. Um, so those are the, there's actually 34 points. So I won't rattle through those again. 
Um, unless you want me to just to give a little recap. So, okay, let's do let's do one to thirty. Have a plan. Prepare for the good and the bad. Three. Profile your team. Four. Work back from the end. Five. Culture before performance. Six. Get the right team with you. Seven. Relationships. Eight. Meet the difficult situations head on. Nine. Balance. Ten. Credibility as a coach. Eleven. Coach well. 12, help players find their voice. 13, environment shapes behavior. 14, living leadership, live the leadership. 15, inspire players to work hard. 16, make decisions. 17, understand financial and commercial dynamic. 18, manage up and feedback. 19, teach connection and community. 20, understand the power of why. 21, win in the here and now. 22, stay connected under pressure. 23, channel the pain of losing. 24, ignore the sideshow. Stay focused. 25, take time for yourself. 26, see the big picture. 27, plan well. 28, keep people on track. 29, earn respect with your conduct. 30, connect the pathway and the team. 31, develop great coaches. 32, serve the community. 33, enjoy the moments. 34, there are no little things. You know, and don't forget, um, a little bit of a summary at the end of this, self-belief comes from the graft. You know, it's all about hard work. Every single book you read, every audio session you listen to, every session you do, it will all contribute towards you developing. Um, you know, build those great relationships with people, whether that is media, referees, the chairman, the supporters, the players, your your colleagues, the people you, you really rely on. And take time to reflect. Um, get wisdom from everything so nothing is wasted. Use every bit of experience you can. And... And a little bit of wisdom in the in the summary at the end from from Lancaster. You know, don't have a fear of failure. So don't worry about failing. Just give, give it a go. Give it your best shot. So there we have thirty plus key build and accelerate developmental points for long term team and high performance team development. Wonderful stuff from elite athletes at the highest level. Um, really enjoyed that actually really enjoyed reviewing it and got some great stuff out of that when I when I, when I read that back and uh, thought you know what this is this is amazing stuff I hope you've got something out of that I'm sure if you google that you may be able to find it online somewhere um, and uh, yeah let's uh, let's have some feedback so just so you're aware the leader manager coach website um, if you've got any comments and you want to leave um, some feedback because this is a journey this isn't me espousing off and spouting off about what I know I'm here to share here to share information knowledge wisdom philosophies, things that I've picked up, things that we have come across my path on the way to help you in your journey, no matter where that is. And I would really welcome your thoughts, your feedback, whether that's um, on Facebook, on LinkedIn, um, via the website, just go on the website, leader manager coach, and um, yeah, share what you've got because um, that you may have something of value that we can we can pass on to to other coaches, other managers and other leaders. So listen, really appreciate your time. Everybody's time is precious. So thanks for listening. Thanks for tuning in and um, look forward to catching you again.